Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our special open house for options trade for income for March 1st, 2021. For those of you who are with us, this is episode number 817. So quickly before we get going, we'd like to remind you that this presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker dealers or financial advisors and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, we'd like to make sure that you or ask you to please be aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades because options do require a certain amount of risk. So uh, also we'd like to note that this uh, presentation, in the presentation we're showing hypothetical computer simulated trades and or results. They're believed to be as accurately represented as possible, but keep in mind that live results can vary from simulated results for many, many different reasons. And we do make an attempt to point out conditions where this may particularly be the case. First of all, I'd like to welcome our new members for March, as well as our special guests with the open house. And first of all, for Go and Pro members, we want to encourage you to please make sure to watch your welcome videos and review your welcome materials. Also to review your stage videos and to choose your stage and read and follow along with your stage guides in stages one through four. So uh, also, uh, we have something called the Fit Trading Library videos. It's a very comprehensive program to get you up to speed with trading options. Has a lots of important information, particularly for stage one traders, but it also has important information for stage four traders. So we do have that labeled, uh, which videos are particularly helpful for which stage. And we encourage you to, uh, to go ahead and view those. Also, uh, encourage you to ask questions and request coaching because we are here to help. And if you're not asking questions and you're not requesting coaching, we don't know what you need help with. So we want to make sure you head and do that. And of course, to take advantage of your coaching opportunities in our Go Ask a Trader meetings and this meeting in the morning here, uh, Options Trading for Income. And if you're a pro member, within the pro sessions and the trading performance sessions. So uh, also remember we do include free one-on-one coaching for those of you who'd like to do that in a Go Ask a Trader webinar. So you just request it. We can sometimes alter the times of the meeting, get you on there and make sure that you get the help that you need. Uh, also, we have discounted one-on-one private coaching if uh, some people would like to do private coaching uh, with us for our members. And of course, uh, we have the self-coaching, which is access to over a thousand archive videos within the uh, Go membership. So plenty of uh, help here if you'd like to pursue that. So I just quickly talk about each stage here, we have five stages in our success trading blueprint. And stage one, we call get fit to trade. This is for or intended to building the essential knowledge foundation and mechanical skills needed to do this type of trading. That includes the FIT program and so forth. So make sure, uh, again, you go through those types of things. Uh, stage two is about live trading the bull trade. And this stage isn't so much about the trade, but about building self-discipline, integrity, and live execution skills, which is an essential skill that a trader's gonna need to progress in his trading. Uh, stage three is, a quite, is about acquiring three Cs and strengthening your self-discipline, building consistency with yourself, and building your more advanced mechanical skills to be and to start beginning important observations when it comes to your trading. So rather than just throwing a trade out there at you, we want you to make the uh, important observations that you need in order to become a better trader. And that's kind of what this stage is about. Stage four is about diversifying your trades and your trading skills. 
and building your core advanced mechanical and technical skills needed to advance to the pro level, which is ultimately where we would like to be with our traders, where we're utilizing our self-discipline and integrity and in the advanced mechanical and technical skills that we've developed in stages one through four to consistently profit through adapting our trading based on the market situation. And this is where your true consistency comes in and your ability to, you know, break out as a full-time trader if those are your goals. This is where uh, you want to go with that. Quickly, what's going on in the uh, community for the month of March? We have our Trading with the Pros meetings for our pro members that are going to be Wednesday, March 3rd and 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Our Go Ask a Trader webinar, which is a special webinar for our Go members that is focuses on questions and answers rather than uh, going over trade a particular trade every week. Um, you know, any questions you have, any coaching that you may need, you can come in, you can ask for it on this meeting and we can get you up to speed and get everything straightened out there. And then we have our trading performance uh, webinar, which is for our pro and trading performance members and for our pro members, and Market Outlook members, we have a webinar every Sunday night at 9 p.m. where we talk about what's happened in the market in the recent past and what our thoughts are going forward in the marketplace. So all great things to have. So with this meeting, the Options Trading for Income webinar is the primary meeting where most of the information about what's going on in the community and what's going on with our trading strategies and going over trading strategies, that is this uh, meeting. Now we have a monthly trade entry schedule. We go over, uh, in this webinar, we go over 12 different strategies, but we don't go over every strategy every month. So what we do is we pick four strategies to focus on for a given month. We enter that strategy and we take that to its completion. Of course, the other strategies are available for you to ask about, if you'd like to ask about how they're doing or, or have any questions on a particular strategy, you can do that. We can go over that in this meeting as well. But we're focusing on uh, what we're actually entered in. All our uh, strategies are color-coded based on what stage they are. And again, in March, we're doing our uh, bearish butterflies. We're going to have an entry. We're going to have an entry on a Super Bowl on an X4 version 17 and X4 version 22. Um, I'm gonna go over these trades a little bit differently this week because it is an open house. And again, for our more established members, I apologize for uh, maybe getting a little bit involved in some of this stuff, but uh, it, it's gonna be great for our, our new members. So. As we go enter four trades every month, we'll have carryover trades because a lot of these strategies last more than 30 days. Our carryover trades for uh, from January and February entries are an April bull trade, a uh, April bear trade, which is a, uh, the bulls a stage one, the bears a stage two. We have our April UB1, which is a stage two, our March X4 version 14, stage three, March M3.4 use a stage three. Uh, March V32 is a stage three and an April M3. So that's what we're going to be covering today. I'm actually going to cover these from the beginning. It's going to show a couple things. Most of these strategies are very, very hands-off as far as, uh, and we know the market's been moving around quite a bit, but a lot of these will enter them and sometimes only one or two adjustments or sometimes no adjustments in a very long period of time. And sometimes they're quite active depending on what's going on in the marketplace and how close to expiration we are. But uh, these ones here 
are not terribly active. So that makes them very good for not having to monitor them a whole lot and not having to uh, do a whole lot of work. So as far as our March entry positions, we already told you what they were going to be. We have them listed here. So let's move forward. Uh, what we're going to do is going to go over the trading strategies first. Then I have some questions and answers. So one of the things that we can do in this webinar is we can ask questions ahead of time. You go into the community forum. If you're a Go member, you take a look at the session date and you can just respond to the session date. So for example here, this is within our community. We go to the options trade for income by the guidelines sessions, which is the Monday morning sessions. We have today's date, you respond to that date, and then we can put your questions uh, in here. Anybody who has questions during the webinar, please feel free to put them into the chat. I'll do my best to answer them. We may wait till the end of the session to actually answer them though. So depending on what the topic is. So let's take a look at what we have going on. I wanna start with the bull trade. So background information on the bull trade is the stage one trading strategy. And it's essentially the first strategy we put people in. It's intended to build discipline and patience. And uh, part of that is not having to adjust the strategy just because it happens to be going against you, which is sort of what's happening right now. So this strategy's entered 65 days to expiration, has a $27,500 planned capital number. So in other words, that's the capital in it. It can be traded with $2,750 if you do a one lot. We happen to be doing a 10 lot. Uh, on a 10 lot size, it has a uh, maximum loss of $2,500 or an exit loss trigger of $2,500. We're not running a profit target on this. And there's some trades, trading strategies we, ha we have will run a profit target, some will not. And it depends on which lessons we're trying to get out of this strategy. Uh, this strategy here happens to be disciplined patience. There are no adjustments. This was entered on February 10th. This is what our entry looked like. We do a 30 point vertical, it's a bullish trade. That's why it's called the bull. Uh, essentially what happens here, we stay in this trade until our May, the 65 days to expiration, assuming we don't hit our loss numbers and we take what we get at the end of the trade. This is a very simple strategy, but it's a very good discipline builder. And uh, we have a lot of people who maybe have some very advanced skills and are doing an M3 or a rock trade, but they don't have the, you know, sometimes they don't have the discipline to do the things they need to do in order to be profitable with those strategies. Doing something as simple as this is very good at building those disciplines, which is why one of the reasons we do it. So anyway, uh, basically we sit in this, our, uh, as long as the market stays above about 2140, this probably isn't gonna stop out and we're gonna stay in this until our May is 65 days to expiration. If we go to current day, this is uh, March 1st, and this is where we stand as of now with the market open. So we're currently at uh, just a little over break even, and this trade looks like it's doing quite well. So let's just go back to Friday here, and I don't see any questions in this, so I'm gonna move on to something called a bear trade. Now, a bear trade is going to be 
a little bit more advanced, right? Um, we bring in um, scaling, what we call scaling adjustments or scale, uh, a trade that scales in for an adjustment strategy. And we also bring in the skills of using a butterfly and adding two butterflies, right? right? And, and then uh, rolling butterflies. So that's really good. Now the bear trade is here. And this is entered 56 days to expiration. If I go to my trade log, meaning we entered it on the 19th. We're entering this as a put butterfly. Now this is different than a bearish butterfly. A bearish butterfly uh, teaches a different skill set. It's very similar in its construction, but you'll see the results are, uh, so sometimes they're the same, but oftentimes they're different. And we have slightly different skill sets that we're developing. Now this is a $5,000 planned capital trade. It starts off as a one lot. Um, Notice we only have about $400 in this environment in our initial trade setup. Uh, we have a, a profit target of $1,500, a maximum loss of $1,500. This is always exited 21 days to expiration. So it's about a 30, what about 35 day trading strategy here. Um, actually, sometimes it's a little bit different, but um, right around 30, uh, when our next cycle is 21 days, uh, is 56 days to expiration, sometimes we'll exit it as well, which is going to be just about 30 days. 30 to 35 days is what we're going to run here. Unless we hit a maximum loss or profit target, we're going to stay in. And this is like a bearish butterfly. If the market moves up or as it, as it goes up, we're going to scale in. So this was our entry position here on the uh, 19th, we didn't do anything to, to this until the 24th. So let me go there. And well, I'm just gonna go right to the 24th here. The way this strategy works is if the market gets over, we have, we have a reference point, in this case it's 2240. When the market gets to 2280, we're going to add to the position. So we're gonna add in uh, butterflies 20 points higher. So we're gonna add in some 2260s here as an adjustment. One of the things I love about this strategy is this is not an urgent adjustment. I mean, whether you jump on it or not, doesn't really matter. As a matter of fact, if we had a, a situation where we had another 51, point up move the next day, we're almost better off not to add in. So uh, I like that type of adjustment where it's not really urgent here. So anyway, this is where we looked like as of Wednesday, we got our big pullback here on Thursday and we're just about break even with that. And then if you go into Friday, we got a bit of a relief and we're up $82. And this is what we were looking like as of Friday. Now we have a big move coming in today. Again, we don't watch our positions intraday. We generally have a checkpoint time at the end of the day. I use 3.30. We make a decision to make our adjustments and generally I'm not going to do anything during the day. So here today we had a big up move, right? So what are we about 40 points up, I think for the day. And that's going to give us 22.50. That's going to put us, I guess, right about here. So we don't have another adjustment to this strategy until, uh, let's see, we have a reference point at 2240, we had 2280 until 20, 
2300. So no adjustments to the upside to 2300. And this is looking good. So one of the questions I get sometimes is, you know, what's our downside adjustment? And basically, actually, we wouldn't hit that Thursday anyway. But basically, with our new guidelines, so one of the things you might be noticing if you've been with me for a long time or were with me years ago is we were using Option View and we had a rollback here at um, 2200. That's no longer the case with the, uh, with the program updates for 2024 a bearish butterfly, which are also adapted to uh, the bear trade here, the way we're trading them. And we actually wouldn't have a downside adjustment on this until this goes positive delta, which we haven't hit yet. All right, and that is the bear trade. I don't see any questions on this. So I'm gonna move on to something, uh, our stage two broker link butterfly trade. So that would be uh, on the SPX. It would be referred to as a UB1, which is essentially a broken wing butterfly that is um, very simple to manage and it has a certain entry characteristic. So each one of these strategies, you know, we, we have a lot of broken wing butterflies, but they have different uh, entry criteria. They have different upside adjustment strategies and they have different downside adjustment strategies. And each one of these different strategies is designed you know, it's not meant to be the perfect strategy, which I know a lot of people tend to be looking for, especially when they're beginners. But at some point that gets pounded out of them by trying one trade after the other and having it fail on them. Um, you know, so a lot of times, you know, eventually that hopefully that gets pounded out of you so that you can actually make some progress trading. And then you learn that each different type of strategy is going to each different type of adjustment strategy and entry strategy and exit strategy is going to have its own it's going to work well in its own unique circumstances and work very poorly in its own unique circumstances in other words there is no perfect strategy for all uh, situations but there are perfect strategies for specific situations and by by going through <clears throat> these different entry types of configurations and the way you adjust your delta on entry and then the way you make your upside adjustments and then the way you decide to make your downside adjustments that's going to determine which types of environments that the strange trading strategy is going to excel in and which types of environments are going to have problems in and if you know that later on when we get to the pro level we can then decide which types of adjustments we want to use and which types of entries we want to use and which types of exit triggers we want to use um, in order to maximize our profits and gain consistency in the marketplace through a wide variety of different market conditions that's what we do with so let me just show you the ub1 and then we have a question on the chat and so i'll, I'll address that so this is a ub1 trade. Um, this was entered, let's go back to entry date, which is going to be, let me just look in the trade log here. It's going to be here on 219. It's a $35,000 planned capital position. We uh, initially start this as a 60-40 broken wing butterfly, but then we do a delta correction if we need to, and we correct the delta 
um, by moving our upper long strikes. There's multiple ways you can correct delta, right? We can correct it with a call. We can correct it by uh, adding verticals, you know, back here, 3870, you know, 3870, 3880, or really anywhere. And we can, or we can add our uh, verticals up here at, um, you know, where we did them. And this one here, it starts essentially with the long strike at the money. Some of our strategies start with the short strikes near the money, right? This one starts with the long strike near the money, and then we widen the long strike to correct our delta. So that's the technique that we use for entry. And this one also has a rollback strategy where if we come under the short strikes, we're gonna roll it back. So this, um, again, this teaches that technique essentially. And then we have a certain upside adjustment strategy also that's associated with this that's unique. So if we come into here, and we go to our first adjustment. All right, we got this 102 point down move in the SPX here uh, last Thursday. Uh, that's going to put us below our short strikes. We're down a little money, $240, nothing to be overly concerned about. Uh, but that does require, in this case, a rollback with this particular strategy. So we're just going to roll back and essentially reset the starting position. So we're going to close this position here, put our long strike at 38.20, do a, a model, a 60-40 broken wing butterfly, and then we're going to open up the um, vertical to flatten our delta down. So that's what we did here. Right, we'll model this position here on the rollback. We're outside our delta parameters for entry on this particular position. We're gonna correct them uh, by rolling those forward, which is again, one of many ways that we could correct that. And this is where we stood as of Thursday. Friday, we come back to about break even. Then of course, today the market's gonna take off to the upside here. So that's what we look like on our UB1 strategy. Question here is, with all these trades, you must set up multiple accounts to avoid canceling out each trade uh, with other trades and adjustments. So the purpose of our strategies here is not to trade them all at the same time. It's to, you know, as a trader, ideally you'll be working with one or two strategies at a time and you will be gaining the lessons from those strategies in the progression up to stage five, where in stage five, if you uh, have our pro members, usually I'll have one, one or maybe two um, larger trades on the Russell, and then one or two maybe larger trades on the SPX. And they're going to utilize all the concepts from the strategies that we're learning in the GO membership but they aren't necessarily a, a one of the trades we have. In other words, um, the trade, the all the concepts and the um, theory that we learn here in the Go membership is adaptively applied to the marketplace depending on what the market's doing. Uh, so, so in that case, we wouldn't. Now, if you were to try and trade 12 strategies all at the same time, which to me is insane, um, I wouldn't do that. But if you were to try to trade all these with the overlapping trades and stuff, then you would have to have a way to monitor it. Um, it's not a problem, by the way, if you cancel out, if you cancel out strikes on two 
trades, but it can be confusing, especially to beginners. So you wouldn't want to do that. You'd want to, you, you would want to mark out different accounts, but I don't have a whole bunch of different accounts so that I can trade different strategies. Uh, again, even going through the Go membership, we should only be applying maybe a couple of these strategies at the same time. Okay, so hopefully that answers that. Uh, anyway, this is where we stand on our UB1 with the SPX. The next strategy we're going to be going over is called the next four version 14. This is also a broken wing butterfly style trade. This is the March cycle. Now this strategy here has a different method of correcting Delta. So uh, let's just go to beginning here. So this is a longer term broken wing butterfly, starts 77 days to expiration. Um, in this case, 74, because we had a holiday. Um, we enter a 60-40 broken wing butterfly. We also start with the long strike near the money, like a UB1 strategy, but this delta is corrected differently, right? We, um, we're going to correct the delta rather than moving out the long strikes to correct the delta, we correct it with adding put protection. So we come down here, you can call it protection, but it's actually a delta correction by adding a put. This type of delta correction does make the strategy perform very differently. We also have a different, we have a similar rollback, uh, a similar downside adjustment strategy in the form of a rollback if we get below our short strikes, but we have a different upside adjustment strategy that's slightly different in this, uh, in this trade here. So that brings in different lessons. Again, none of them necessarily more better, although the Exco version 14 does, uh, does substantially outperform a UB1 strategy. Um, but here, this is a $22,500 planned capital position. We have a $2,500 profit target, a $2,500 maximum loss. Um, we do have reduced profit targets in this particular strategy. So not only are we are we playing with, uh, not only do we have a profit target, but we also change that profit target based on uh, what's going on in the position, which uh, makes sense. We have some strategies that have no profit targets. Again, neither is any better than the other. They just, um, they're just different lessons and they perform different functions. So here we have our, um, our entry we have our delta correction. It's okay to be a little bit positive delta here, uh, but this is our delta correction on this. I don't know if we actually had any adjustments on this. No, so this was entered back here on one four, and this is how maintenance free this trade is, right? So here we are uh, almost two months later. It's almost time to exit. We exit this when, uh, when April's, assuming we don't hit a profit target or maximum loss number, which we haven't done. Um, we April we exit this when April two cycles out is 77 days to expiration. So this is a longer term strategy, but as you can see, it's very maintenance free. If we essentially go to our last market open day here, on February 26th, this is where we stand. We're up $1,400. Uh, this is scheduled to be exited this Friday. So assuming we don't get a really big down move in the marketplace between now and Friday, which is sort of unlikely, especially with the up move that we're experiencing here on, uh, on Monday, 
then this should be exited at a substantial profit. If this happens to go negative delta and need an upside adjustment at this point, we'd actually be exiting at a $1,500 profit number, which we're probably gonna be over today anyway. But this is um, our X4 version 14 for, um, for March. So let's pop into uh, what we call an M3.4U. M3.4U is a strategy we do on the Russell. And we're taking a look at our, our uh, March position. So this is a little bit shorter term. So broken wing butterfly is different asset, different assets react differently. It goes here. So this is similar to the UB1 strategy in uh, our entry. It's a little bit different. So it's a little bit different and it's similar. So um, it's different where we do a 60-40 broken wing butterfly. That's the same, um, but we're instead of doing it with uh, you know entering near the long strike, we're actually entering near the short strike. So this here, you'll notice we're only uh, 17 points from our short strike in this particular case. So we're not entering near the long strike. So our entry is different in that manner, but it's similar in the manner where if I did a, a 60-40, I would have a very positive delta and I'm correcting that delta by moving my long strike. Okay, so it's it's similar to UB1 in that manner. Uh, the, also the entry date is similar. Um, it's just the entry positioning is a little bit differently. Uh, a little bit different relative to our short strikes. So this is this here. Uh, we also have a different rollback strategy or a different downside adjustment strategy than UB1 where we're going to create, rather than rolling back, uh, we're going to create our delta corrections by moving this upper long strike, right? So that's our downside adjustment strategy. It will eventually roll if the market keeps going. Uh, this position here is a $5,000 plan capital position, $500 profit target, $500 maximum loss. Um, we didn't have good implied volatility uh, conditions for this trade during the trade. So it's not up a lot of money, but it's also not damaged at all. So if we take a look at this, we had made an adjustment. So if we go to 2.5, I'll tell you why. So this strategy here is adjusted to the upside when we're, if we're, uh, we have a negative delta limit for inside the tent, we have, a, we have a zero delta limit outside the tent. So once we exceed the tent here, which we did, if we go positive delta, we're essentially making an upside adjustment. The procedure for the upside adjustment on this is to move back um, our upper long strike, which we do here. And that brings us to slightly positive delta in this case, which is within our guidelines. Normally this is uh, uh, normally this would have had a couple of upside adjustments by now, but because of the strange implied volatility environment, um, it didn't happen. Uh, anyway, really nothing happened to this strategy for the whole time. And if we go to Friday here, we are up only 14, only $15 uh, as of Friday. We should get a profit, a bit of a profit and loss pump 
uh, on this. This is essentially can be run right into expiration. It started 56 days to expiration, but it can run right into expiration. So um, a lot of times we'll expire these, particularly if the market's up in here. Uh, this strategy did well last year, did very well in 2020. And uh, this year so far, I mean, it's doing fine. So um, again, we have muted profits, but we'll see. We still have plenty of time left in this and we could certainly end up hitting our $500 profit target. Um, or we expire it at somewhere between you know, where we are now and, uh, and $500 for, for profit, depending on how the market goes. But this looks good. So that is uh, M3.4U. We also have another broken wing butterfly we call a B32, which is uh, a more aggressive broken wing butterfly. So if we go to V32 here, um, this is actually down money as of Friday, but let's go to our start position. This one here entered a 30 days to expiration rather than 56. So it's a shorter term broken wing butterfly. Um, like a um, M3.4U, we have a similar entry as far as our short strikes go. We start with a 60-40 broken wing butterfly. Unlike our M3.4U, we don't make a delta correction. We allow this to come in uh, positive delta. This isn't always the case. I mean, in lower implied volatility environments, sometimes this this is uh, is a 60/40 might enter as negative delta, but in these conditions here, we are substantially positive delta. But we allow that to happen. We allow that in the strategy. We have a rollback strategy. So the M3.4U. If we start running into delta problems to the downside, or if we go down too far, we're going to move the upper long strike. In this strategy here, we're going to actually do a rollback. So more like the UB1 in that manner. So you can see how we're mixing the different types of adjustment strategies here. Uh, in this case here, we got a substantial down move right off the bat. So we come in and we got a 26 point down move here in the Russell. We're down a little bit of money naturally because we're positive delta on entry, but we're below our short strikes. So we're going to make a, uh, a starting position. And then from there on the 25th, right? We had another big down day on the Russell. So let's just go somewhere between there and the 25th. So let's just go to uh, here. So on the 24th, um, we're still positive delta. So there are no adjustments as long as we're positive delta to the upside. But this is looking good. We had a very substantial down move here on Thursday that put us back under our short strikes. So we're going to do the same thing. We're just going to reset back. Again, we have a $2,500 maximum loss. So we're okay here. We're resetting starting position again. And then uh, as of Friday, um, we're up 11 and we're only down like 1200. So as of today, this is probably profitable today if we go to today, let's, uh, let's just do that quickly. All right, so as of right now, um, Marcus up what, Russell's up 53 and we're up 200 and uh, what, $250 here. So we're starting to gain a little bit of profits. One of the things I really love about this strategy is that you have that slingshot effect. So you know how we have 
um, downside moves that are fairly aggressive, like we had, like we just showed you, right? We had two two aggressive downside moves. We had to roll back. But one of the things I love about this particular strategy is when the market reverses, as it does most often, when you get that slingshot effect and we get those big up moves, this almost always goes profitable under those situations. So as long as you can sustain that down move, which it does very well, um, we end up being profitable eventually in the position because we get this slingshot effect in the marketplace and the big up moves following it as we've seen that. And, and that's one of the, I mean, one of the reasons this did really well in 2020 is fantastically well in 2020. And um, we continue to do, to do well this year. So um, I really love this strategy. It's, it's turned out to be a very good uh, trade. So anyway, uh, plant capital 35,000, maximum loss 2,500, does not have a profit target. So sometimes we, we pull five, six, 7,000 out of this. So, this uh, so that's that position there. Then we get into our stage four strategies. We have our M3. And I'm gonna go into our M3 for April because that's what we're covering. So this is um, March. March is under some pressure, right? This is a $50,000 plan capital. We'll do, since it's open, we'll just take a look at it. This is a $56,000 plan capital position. Implied volatility has gone against our favor this month. We, had, um, uh, we got pushed into a drawdown because of that. So we're drawing down about 3,000 of our $5,000 maximum loss. I actually think this trade is going to work out fairly well. Um, we'll, see how, uh, we'll see how it goes as we move along, but this so far is, uh, is drawn down. Our April position is down also, but it's down, what, about $1,000. Uh, we didn't have any adjustments. So this was entered in this manner. We had the market, actually, let's go back 56 days. So enter on the 19th. Um, and this is a bad number because we're at 1610. Let's go into the market days here, 1630. Let's go to our March. This was our entry position here. Um, and we pulled back, see, uh, with the, under the new guidelines, right? We have the 2020 update for uh, O&E uh, software and for the new implied volatility environment. One of the things we do do is we update our programs. So with this here, you can see, let's see, our big down move happened on the 25th. This is what we look like on the 25th. It drew us down a little bit to 3.30. There are no adjustment triggers here. So that's looking fine. And then we go into Friday and this was what down 2.15. And then if we go live, this is down about 360. So we haven't gained anything yet, but this is looking uh, really nice uh, for our March. So this is a stage four strategy. It, um, uh, again, 50,000 plan capital, uh, $5,000 maximum loss. It helps you learn the management of a butterfly call type of a position with multiple upside and adjustment, uh, downside adjustment options. So that is where the M3 stands. And then of course we have, uh, I'm gonna throw in the rock because I get questions on that uh, all the time. And then we'll take a look at our Q&A here uh, and answer some questions for you guys. 
We have a couple interesting ones regarding the updates for the M3 and the ROC and some other uh, types of things. So let's take a look at the ROC trade really quickly. So we're drawing down a little bit too with the rock trade. It's down 651. So this is a $50,000 plan capital trade. Uh, entry looks like this in this particular case. This, by the way, even though it's down a little bit today, um, this is our best performing strategy over time. We've had the program out, I think, since what, 2012 or 2013. And you know, we have it back tested forever. I mean, as far as you can, you can get your numbers. And we've had live trades and covered options trading for income since the program's been out. And it's an adaptable strategy. It learns, uh, you know, we, we use the concepts of the M3. We use the concepts in the bearish butterfly. We use a whole bunch of new concepts with the rock. This is a trading strategy I like people to master before they run up into the pro level because it's self-adaptable. It performs extremely well and it has a ton of learning lessons in it. So um, we really love that about this. Now, if I go to... This, this is what um, what our entry looked like on the rock trade. Um, there actually have not been any adjustments to this. So let's just quickly run through this. Let's go into Monday. This is what we look like Monday. Again, we're getting a little bit of implied volatility going against us. Um, no real price movement problems. Tuesday, we had this move. Now we're, having, we're starting to have, again, uh, implied volatility issues. So one of the things, if you're in a butterfly with an out of the money call, you're much more sensitive to, to benefit. You're much more sensitive to certain implied volatility types of things. Generally, you're going to benefit from implied volatility shifts that happen with down moves. A lot of times it's going to be a little bit detrimental in the butterfly call configuration with implied volatility shifts from up moves. So, um, so you can either benefit or do that, but it has a certain uh, profile that, uh, it's good to understand how implied, uh, where it's good to understand how implied volatility fix, fits that profile because you can use that to your advantage when you get to the pro level, um, you know, as you go, you know, whether you're going to be in a butterfly call or brokering butterfly configuration. But anyway, here is what this position looks like. We're currently, um, well, as of this day, let me just show Thursday because Thursday is a big down move. So you notice we had implied volatility issues here, basically with a 51 point up move where implied volatility didn't drop the way that it should or act the way that it should. We got a crush in our T plus zero line. Again, um, those are lessons that we learn with this strategy. We get our 78 point down move. We're actually up money from that move. Generally applied volatility with down moves is, is, a, is, is favorable for this position. Um, then we get into Friday. You see the T plus zero line shift. Um, we're up a little bit of money Friday, but this big up move today with without a substantial enough implied volatility drop is gonna draw us down a little bit. So, but it's going well, we have 21 days to expiration. We'll see how this works out. So that is the, um, that is essentially the rock strategy. And let's just go to Q and A here. I had a question from a member with a new M3 rules is the rollback trigger at plus 50 Delta. I've been rolling lower longs to control 
uh, the loss at 8% movement in price, but wonder when a rollback is required. So with the M3, we made a very substantial update, the biggest one since 2016. Um, we did a, a substantial update for 2020. And one of them was to deal with um, switching over to O&E. We had a challenges with option view, which is actually asked in the next question. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and I decided to shift everything over to O&E guidelines. Now, O&E is a different analytical software than option view is. The reality is, regardless of your position, whether you're doing butterfly calls or broken wing butterflies or condors, you're going to have uh, you know anything that's comp a complex strategy with multiple options, even verticals. You're going to have different um, Greeks associated with the position because they calculate those numbers differently. Sometimes they use different um, raw numbers to start with, but uh, depending on which broker you're using and so forth, that's the other thing, you're, you're, depending on where you're deriving your information from, whether it's interactive brokers or thinkorswim, you can even have different Greeks from that. Um, now, a lot of the times, or a lot of the times, depending on what the put call skews are in the market environment and so forth, um, We've always used option view in the past with our M3 bearish butterfly and rock trades because uh, that software was much better at um, much better at, and I'm kind of answering this other question. So let's look at the other question. In the 2020 updates, you mentioned option view is having a problem of some sort. Is that why you're giving new guidelines for O&E? Are you currently suggesting to avoid option view and use only O&E? And are there other considerations to be aware of to choose one over the other? So this gets into that question. So we'll you kind of answer everything at the same time. So um, you're going to get different Greeks profiles with these uh, because of the way they calculate your T plus zero line and what they're using for uh, projections. In other words, your software is going to say, um, you know, if the market goes up, 10% or the asset goes up 10%, then it should have this type of implied volatility shift. In other words, we should get a drop of implied volatility of so many points. And my, T, my uh, uh, implied volatility skew curve should change by a certain amount. So you have two issues, right? You have your, your market implied volatility um, that goes down that they have to calculate in the analytical software. And then they also have the uh, vertical skew or the or how each individual option is going to shift with a certain price move. And they make calculations based off what their estimations are. And, you're, and those calculations are going to be different depending on, on, on how you figure them. And, and option view and O&E determine those in different ways, as does thinkorswim, by the way. They, they determine those. Uh, in different ways. Therefore, the, the projection is going to be different. Uh, not only that, you have the base value of what the delta is right now and what the implied volatility is right now on the options. And you have something called put call skew, where sometimes the puts are different than the calls. And depending on which options you're in and how your software deals with that that put call skew if it deals with it at all is going to determine what your current greeks are and it's going to affect your projections going forward my point being is you're going to have different 
Greek's values and different projections for each type of analytical software you use. Now, I would suggest that you use the analytical software that you're using for backtesting. If you have a particular strategy that you backtested or a program that you bought, um, I would suggest you use the analytical software because those numbers are going to be what you're using. So if you, I'm using option view to backtest a system because I can't backtest a system in Thinkorswim because the backtester doesn't work very well. If you've ever tried to use it, it's almost impossible to do anything with. Um, if I'm doing an option view, I can't expect to take those numbers and get the same adjustment points and the same entry configurations in a Thinkorswim. Nor can I expect the same in, in ONE. So they can be different. And there's a substantial difference between option view and ONE and option view and, and thinkorswim. Now I get asked, you know, why did you start with option view in the first place? Well, I started with option view in the first place because it was the only analytical software available when the M3, Bearish Butterfly, and Rock were initially developed. ONE wasn't even there yet, right? They weren't even they weren't even uh, part of the picture. So they was, those were developed and back tested on that. And then you couldn't get a track record on ONE until you have a certain amount of intraday data, at least five years. So realistically, ONE wasn't a good, a good system to be monitoring your trades if they were, if they were back tested in option view up until that point, because now, you know, 2016, now I have five years of data. I have something to work with in ONE. At that point, you can start doing that. And our newer strategies ended up being uh, ONE strategies when we had sufficient information to do that, which was, in my opinion, not until like 2018 or so. Um, but the, all the original ones were in option view. So now that we have, um, uh, you know, we have a lot more data in option view, which is why I, I still prefer to do M3 uh, bearish butterfly and rock there. But again, if you try to 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 use option view with the uh, if you try to use option net explorer with the option view guidelines, you're not going to get the same results. As a matter of fact, the, the the systems are so different with certain types of configurations, you're gonna get drastically different results. So um, we avoided using that. In 2020, Option View had started having an issue. Essentially, I don't, know, I don't know what happened in the background, whether they made changes, whether the original system blew up because the equations didn't work out with the crazy uh, implied volatility or the, under the new implied volatility environment. But for whatever reason, we're getting super crazy T plus zero lines in, uh, for a period of at least three or four months where to me, the system was virtually unusable for somebody who, um, is, is a rules-based trader and really doesn't understand the marketplace yet. So somebody who's a beginner, like, you know, once you get really advanced, you don't depend so much on analytical software. And I was able to deal with it. And we did that live in the, uh, go, uh, uh, in the go membership, right? So as we're going through these positions, we notice that option views keep throwing us super crazy lines. So what do we do? We improvise. We take what we know based on the position and what it should be and what pricing is, and we just make our adaptations. And we did that for a period of time in the Go membership. Um, but after 
we got that situation for like three months or so, I said, well, we better, uh, you know, we're going to have to use a different analytical software to deal with that. So I went back and I created new rules for O&E. Um, while I was doing that in the 2020 update, we also decided to um, update the guidelines for the new implied volatility environment. So for those of you who may not have been trading for a long time, 2020, as soon as coronavirus came in and the market started coming down, we had a shift in the implied volatility structure and options that we've never seen historically. It's new. So um, that being the case, it, it, it affects the strategies because essentially when we're trading uh, anything like a broken wing butterfly or a condor or calendars, you know, we're not really trading time. I know people think that, that they are, but what we're really trading is implied volatility, meaning that uh, and our rules are based around, when we set, make a strategy, our rules are based around past hi historical implied volatility, right? If I back test something from 2002 till, till 2018, for example, we set up a rule base that works in that environment based on the implied volatility structure of the marketplace during that time period. What's going to change the way your strategy works? A drastic change in implied volatility. Um, now that doesn't mean it's going to cause a strategy to fail, but it's certainly gonna change the way that it reacts and so forth. So here we notice that under the new implied volatility structure, um, there would be we if there would be more a more beneficial way to trade that implied volatility structure and those lessons were brought into the 2020 updates on um uh, on the x4 version 22 right we had we're trading that a different way we're trading the m3 a different way and we're trading a rock a different way and a bearish butterfly differently so um we came in and we made uh, rules for that. So am I currently suggesting to avoid option view? Uh, no, because uh, since, well, I'd say probably in the last three or four months, the software seems to be acting normally. They've made some updates to the software. They've, um, I don't know if they've changed their calculations or not. Um, I'm not following option view all that closely. I've switched primarily everything over to O&E. So we're right now I'm just doing all the strategies in O&E because of the issue that we had. And now since I have guidelines for that to keep things consistent, everything's gone to O&E. Um, I'm not suggesting anybody avoid option view. Like I said, I believe it's gone back to normal. Uh, I am still using option view on the trade desk. So I, I'm a, a trader for a hedge fund. Um, SMB Capital, for those of you who know that, and um, they use Option View, so I'm continuing to use Option View in that manner. But uh, everything else we're doing in O&E. So I, so Option View is fine if you're going to be running M3 Bearish Butterfly and Rock, and you want to use the Option View guidelines as outlined in the 2020 update. That's perfectly fine. Um, other than that, I'm using O&E. If you're if you're new to this, I'd suggest just going to O&E. Um, that's really the better functioning software uh, at this point. And it's also, um, it's also what we're using. So if you're going to follow on, that's what I would use. So that's what I would choose. Okay. And as far as um, rollback at plus 50 Delta, we do still have. Um, so when we did the M3, we added in 
different and it applies to the rock also so it doesn't really matter so we can take a look at this rock position in m3 configuration um, we used to have a rollback point at short strikes here's the thing we don't have negative we don't even have positive delta short strikes anymore even if you take this butterfly on its own and you take a look at where our t plus zero line peaks out Right. Traditionally, our T plus zero line at 21 days to expiration is going to peak out 15 points under our short strikes, which is right about here. And we're going to be zero delta there. Right now, right now, even at 21 days to expiration, our zero delta numbers deck here at um, what 50 points under our long strike. There's no reason to do a, an adjustment. There's no reason to do anything in this position until we get back there. Uh, even this here, even this here, remember we, we're closer to expiration. We're not 56 days anymore, we're 21 days. Um, even at 21 days to expiration, we don't hit a rollback point on this uh, or we don't even go positive Delta until about 50 points under our long strike. So there's certainly no reason to roll the position back. And we don't hit 50 delta here at all. In other words, the market could go down forever and we would never hit 50 delta for an adjustment point. So that 50 delta number is not relevant in this implied volatility environment. That said, we're probably gonna go back to the previous implied volatility environment and when we go back to the previous implied volatility environment or something closer to the previous implied volatility environment, we don't know that, but chances are in the future, we probably will, right? The markets change all the time. And when, when that does happen, that 50 number is going to be very applicable. So for right now, as far as the question goes, is this still an adjust, a rollback adjustment trigger? The, the, the number is absolutely it is. But I'm going to add to that, you're probably not going to hit that number unless you're right up on top of expiration um, in this market environment. It's very unlikely you're ever going to hit that number. Um, so when do we roll it back? Well, we roll it back under two conditions. One is if we get so far outside the back side of the tent that we're in a situation where a continued, well, for, where a continued down move, I'm gonna try to figure out how to word this, where a continued down move is just going to create a problem. So, um, and that's not really a Delta number, but that's probably when we get back to, I would say in this particular case, we get back to say 2075, Right, we're basically in a situation where this isn't going to increase in value over time. In other words, the T plus zero line is not going to increase in value to the upside. Um, and if it continues down, we're just going to end up taking whatever loss we have here because we don't have a whole lot of risk in the position. Right, so you know we would just stay in this till max loss, which is actually okay. You could stay into this to max loss if you wanted to. Chances are the market is not going to do that. There's nothing wrong necessarily with doing that because as we know in this market environment, we've been getting horrendous up moves. 
and it's very realistic in this environment that we may come down to 2000 and uh, in, or 1975 and get that bounce. But uh, again, this is a stage four strategy on an M3 and a rock trade. So this is, we allow a little bit of subjectivity to this point on when you actually wanna roll this back, but there's not really an overall risk problem with this trading strategy um, at all to the downside because we have such little capital in it. As we get closer to expiration and our capital increases, we're going to start to realize that. So we're looking at an 8% down move on this. And we say, well, what's the market been moving? Well, it's been moving 8% sometimes to the downside. So an 8% down move is about 160 points on this. So that's going to put us, what, um, uh, 2050? At 2050, if we take a look at our expiration T plus zero line at 2050 and we're getting a $10,000 drawdown, which is twice our maximum loss with that 8% move, that's too much risk. So we want to make a rollback at that point if we're outside the tent. We want to make a rollback at that point. If we're inside the tent, we're going to make a um, we're going to make a capital adjustment to reduce the size. So if we're inside the tent in that case, we would roll in the lower longs um, to deal with the risks. So basically if we're inside the tent and we have too much risk to the downside, we're going to look at, at making this position smaller, right? We're gonna either decrease our butterfly size or start rolling in our wings. If we get outside the tent and we have too much risk to the downside, we're gonna to wanna to roll it back. So that's the, the, the essential short answer with that. So that is, um, and that is the questions. We don't have any other questions here. We're um, at 10.30, so we're at about an hour. Um, what I would like to encourage everybody to do, I hope you enjoy, first of all, I hope you really enjoyed the, this presentation of the open house. And I hope you really consider joining our Go membership. We're, um, we're open, our membership is open a day extra today. So if you go to uh, lockinyoursuccess.com, we have a description of all our memberships here. In this case here, we have the Go Membership Open House, but again, you feel free if you qualify to join Pro Membership, you can join Pro Membership. You should get a pop-up here. If not, again, you can just go here and to become a member, you can go to the Go Membership and you can join now and get the benefits of not only tracking these strategies from week to week, but also the valuable information within our FIT program, as well as access to all our previous uh, options training for income webinars. Again, this, there's over a thousand recorded videos in there. Uh, also, we have our Go Ask a Trader meeting where you can come in and we can get one-on-one -on -one coaching. You can ask any questions that you want, uh, access to all, all the Go member forums. Uh, just, there's just a ton of, uh, a ton of information in there and a ton of help in there in the form of coaching and the ability to ask questions and track along with the webinars from week to week real time that you can really, really benefit from to advance your trading. So I encourage you to do that. Again, we're open for one day at 13 hours and 26 minutes. Uh, hopefully you'll join us and we'll get to get better at trading together. So uh, thank you for joining me, everybody, for our special guests. We'll see you the next time we have an open house, or if you join, we'll see you within the membership. Thanks, everyone, and see you next week.